Hello everyone, my name is Justin Bizarro, and this is the first episode of Justin and the Food Entrepreneurs Podcast. I am Justin Bizarro, I'm your host. I am an executive and co-owner of Food Service Partners, a food production company that produces food for hospitals and institutions, as well as does co-packaging for restaurants, grocery stores, and convenience stores. Uh, I have various experience, both failures and success in the food world. I've been involved in starting various businesses and running various businesses from building and designing restaurants to running restaurants to food trucks and trailers to convenience stores to packaging meals to marketing food to health food. And uh, I have various experiences uh, with working with food entrepreneurs as well. The goal of this podcast is to work with food entrepreneurs and and tell their stories, tell their successes and their failures and how they've gotten to where they are. My hope is that these entrepreneurs will help other food entrepreneurs grow and learn at a rapid rate since we're at a point in life where technology can get information to people so quickly. For me, I want to do this for free. Uh, The food world has taken care of me, has taken care of my family growing up as my father has been in the food business since 1984. Um, We grew up learning about food. I grew up on a farm. I grew up working in the food world. Um, I grew up running fruit stands in high school and and produce stands and working on uh, farms that provided produce for whole foods. So my experience has always sort of drifted in the food business. No matter how many times I've tried to get out or get another business, I always am back in food. And uh, I've been with Food Service Partners for 16 years. Uh, In those 16 years, I've also had the ability to start various businesses and subsidiaries of Food Service Partners and invest money in it and learn the ins and outs and the failures that happen in the food world. However, I still learn every day in the food entrepreneurs I work with. As food service partners, we've only been involved in co-packaging food for grocery stores, convenience stores, and restaurants for the last seven years. And in those seven years, I have met an amazing group of people. These people have stories and hardships and successes that will blow your mind. They live the American dream. They live the dream where they put their grit, their hard work, their work ethic all into a product into a program and they take all the risk in the world to go promote themselves and they learn from it. I want to tell their stories and I want them to tell their stories to everyone. I want this to be a place where they grow and they work on their public communications and they talk about their product and I'm going to do it for free. I'm going to cover all the costs. I'm not going to look for advertising. I'm not going to advertise products that entrepreneurs will talk about their products and we will go from there. This is an opportunity for people to learn from one another and to gain knowledge in food because I do believe that food is how economies grow locally. We are on a path in this country and the world to have more sustainable food, locally grown food. And when we make choices as consumers to support our local economy by buying local food, we are doing a good thing. In all of our businesses, we try to hold our food to 250 miles to 300 miles of procurement and logistics in in shipping because that is more efficient. That is the best way of doing it. We strive on bringing in food today, 
producing it no later than tomorrow and having it out tomorrow night for our customers so they can consume it, whether it's in the hospitals, whether it's in the grocery stores, or whether it's in the convenience stores. And this is how you know food is going to be done. The quicker it's picked, processed, and eaten, the better we are, the more nutrition that we have in it, the, the more healthier it is, the more fresh it is. The things that are important in, in food we are doing right now in this country. And there are pockets throughout this country of people that are becoming entrepreneurs and growing products and using the opportunities that are given to them in their states and in the United States to grow these products. And I want to tell their stories and I want them to tell their stories. For me, I'm interested. I, I like hearing from them. I like learning from them. But I'm hoping all of you in the audience are interested in learning from them as well, because this is important. Food is the basis of everything that we have as humans. All of us need food. And we grow food, and we consume food, and we deal with food waste, and we deal with shipping of food, and we do a lot of inefficiencies in this system that we can perfect. And some of it is just making decisions individually in our food system, even if we aren't in the food business. But those of us that are in the food business, I love it. I think we're out there and we're doing things. We're creating jobs. We're, we're following a passion. We're leading by example. We're inspiring by our actions. And we're motivating by our words. We are changing people's lives. Those people have to be willing. But willingness comes from education and knowledge. I am hoping that through this podcast, I export knowledge to people to help grow their businesses, to help us be more successful, to help the American food in this country be more competitive on a world market. That is the goals here. I'm hoping that as we go through this, we, we will learn motivation and, and how to motivate each other and motivate our employees and motivate our families and motivate our friends to be better food ease, as the term is now, and become better stewards of the food world. Um, you know, we're citizens of the United States, but we are also citizens of the world. And how is it that we can take knowledge of food and give people a way to better their economies, better their local environments, because food and food economics is the basis by which money moves. We can create food now through greenhouses, through aquaponics, through hydroponics. How is that knowledge beneficial to places that are food deserts? How is it beneficial to places that need food, that need to grow their own food? Giving food to someone doesn't solve the economic problem, but giving them the resources to own their own businesses, grow their own food on their own farms, builds an economy because anything that supports that food whether it's a lawyer or a marketer or a logistic system, all comes down to that initial step, which is growing food because everyone needs to eat. So that being said, um, our format is this. We will interview food entrepreneurs and have a podcast on every Friday called Food Ed Foodcation or Food Education Fridays. We will talk with those entrepreneurs. The format will be 45 minutes to, to 75 minutes. We will learn their stories. We will learn about them, their successes, their failures, their futures, their effects on their family. 
and, and get down to what it really means to be a food entrepreneur. And some of this can be applied to entrepreneurs in general, so I, I'm not deterring anyone who's not in food to listen because there's a lot of lessons in, in the work world or, or being a business owner or being a leader or manager in your company that there's important lessons to be learned here. Part of the reason I'm doing it is so I can hear it and I can learn. But if I'm going to learn, I think it's beneficial that we all learn. And today being Martin Luther King Day, one of the things he did is he educated through positivity. He made people believe in what he's doing. And he did it because he was authentic and vulnerable in what he's doing. And he was willing to do it for free because he believed in it. And for me, this is the perfect day to launch this podcast. I believe that he led by example. I believe he inspired through his actions, and I believe that he motivated through his words. Now, if we really want to look at it, he did it in various ways. He, he led by leading his life and the actions that he took in his everyday life was what he was asking of everyone. He didn't have higher ideals for other people. He didn't have things that he wasn't willing to do that he was asking everyone else to do. Everything in his life that he did and he demonstrated, he did that as well. So asking someone to follow you without living by those same standards is not getting anywhere. You know, he was there with the marches and the protests. And not only was there, he was inspiring by his actions. He was there in the front of it to to show that he was willing to face the same violence or hardship that everyone else was facing that he was asking them to face. He was bringing them together and leading them so if something went wrong, he was at the front of it to manage it, to lead it, to pivot it if it needed to be pivoted for people's safety. He also did it because he wanted people to know that he believed in what he was doing so much that he was willing to do it too. That is important. You know, that's important as any leader or any manager of any amount of people. We need to be there and we need to lead and we need to help them grow because through growth is how we succeed in our companies. I truly believe this. You know, we inspire people uh, by what we do. And um, we motivate people through our words. But our actions always speak louder than our words. But if we use our words to inspire people, we can then prove it by our actions. And that is important. So with that being said, I'm going to sort of go over these today because I I feel like it's an important day. And and one of the things I love about this day is the celebration of a leader and his leadership. That's important. His leadership He was a leader, but his leadership and how he used his ability to lead, I think, is absolutely important. There have been other leaders in this world who have used charisma to promote war and fear and then capitalize on it for their own selfish needs. While that's leadership, that's not leadership for the benefit of humanity or the people around us. Obviously, I I looked to him and, and... the things that he did, and, and I'm a huge fan of history because I believe there's huge lessons to be learned in it, but because in my everyday life, I always am finding opportunities to grow and to listen and to motivate those around me to grow as well and to contribute to their growth in any way I can, even when I don't realize I'm doing it. 
you know, arguably, Martin Luther King is one of the greatest leaders of all time. And in his time, the hardships that he faced, he rose to leadership. He rose up because no one else was going to, and he did it in a way that, you know, no one else was willing to, in a nonviolent way, in a way that promoted peace and prosperity. So that being said, you know, for me, how he led by example, uh, he was a leader in his everyday life. He demonstrated the things he believed in. He was not a perfect man because no human is perfect, but he used authenticity and vulnerability to to show people that he was just like him and that we all have our flaws, but we all deserve better and we all deserve to help each other be better. You know, whether it was black, white, uh, yellow, green, purple, pink, we all deserve a chance to grow and we all deserve the opportunity to grow. You know, and regardless of the way protesting was done or what was going on or the hardships, he proposed no violence, not only in the people he was asking to stand up, but in the, his own actions too. He always demonstrated cooperation and seeing the brighter side of things and the human in every individual. And that's important, the human in every individual. Like we today get too caught up in what party is what and, and, and angry at each other and, and mad and, and what this employee's faith is or that employee's faith is or this employee's um, political preferences. It's not important. What's important is that we all lead and that everyone has the opportunity to have that opinion. That's the important thing. You know, he inspired through his actions, you know, against all recommendation. He was at the forefront of the marches and the protests, even when everyone recommended that it might cause him his life. He knew that if he did it, he could lead and he would show people that he was willing to do it as well. And when people see it, I don't care if it's the janitor in your company, I don't care if it's a person producing food, I don't care if it's a sous chef. If you're willing to get in the trenches and go to work with these people and help them out, that's important. It's something that I need to do better in my life, always. I always am looking for better ways to do that. And in my most recent life, I've understood that how important it is to be a part of that to show those employees you're asking them to do something that you yourself are willing to do. So important. Additionally, you know, he deterred violence uh, by leading these marches. He was able to demonstrate that he would suffer the same fate that he was asking everyone else to suffer. And again, he was in a position to lead the ship and pivot it whenever it is. We can't lead our businesses or manage our businesses if we're not leading them. When they need to pivot or there's hardship or we need to get rid of a product or add a product or change a menu item or not change a menu item, if we're not physically there and we're not present and we're not a part of our businesses, we can't pivot. We can't manage them. We can't lead them because we don't have any freaking clue what is going on there. It is important. I believe that he did a great job of this. He also did a great job of educating those around him versus forcing them to believe what he said. You know, there's a difference there. Um, our actions show people something versus our words can come out sometimes as 
you need to do this. You should do this. We're not sharing our experiences to better people. We're telling them what to do. We're robbing them of the dignity of growing as an employee, as a vendor, as a customer. We don't need to tell people we need to do. We need to help them. We need to grow with them. And actually, we can learn from them in the same instance. You know, he educated those around him by, by showing them a different way than they were used to. For example, when they boycotted the buses and because of segregation and black Americans stopped riding the buses, he demonstrated that they could have an economic influence on the American economy and the American taxes by restraining. So he demonstrated that we, as people, can do things differently in order to get our message across. You know, I think the lesson there in, uh, in doing it in a nonviolent, peaceful way is how do we contribute to the problems in our life today? What are each of our parts in the problems we have, whether it's work or at home? How do we come together as teams or in our teams to show our clients and customers the value we provide? What is the value we provide beyond food if you're a food entrepreneur or provide the service or product we give? You know, is it just that's the relationship with them and it's over? You know, I certainly contribute to bad situations in my life without even realizing it. Well, I'm not saying riding the bus contributed to the problem. Not riding the bus made it so segregation was no longer a problem on the buses. While showing everyone that the economic impact of not having equal seating for all on the bus was far greater than the perceived problem of needing to segregate, this is because the greatest economic contributors to the public bus were black Americans who were the worst treated on the buses. Sometimes the standard way of doing things enables the problem instead of fixes it. Now in my own life, this is true. I, um, the other day, my girlfriend Deborah came to me and said, what's the fastest way to get somewhere? And I quickly put on my manly fix-it hat and I said, gave her the driving directions and, and told her my opinion of how to get there. But honestly, the fastest way of getting there was as the crow flies, a straight line. So we need to look outside the box. That's the lesson here is it's not always what we see as the solution. And sometimes we're enabling the problem without even realizing it in our actions and the things we do. And the most obvious way to combat the problem or resolve the problem or fix the problem is thinking outside that box and looking at it differently. I am not suggesting to protest to, to get our point across, but what I am saying is that if we can show our value in other ways and show our value such as just not riding the bus and showing that we have an economic impact and we do contribute to the world and we do, do deserve to be treated properly, then that helps, but so do our employees. It doesn't matter that we pay them. They deserve proper treatment. They deserve to grow, and we should help them do that. Um, and I'm not talking about just education. I'm talking about how can we make them better people? How can we use our words to, and our actions to inspire them and motivate them? You know, Martin Luther King motivated through his words, but he wasn't always a great public speaker. He had to work on it a lot and he practiced a lot and for us we can do this we have a chance every day as managers and leaders and employees to inspire those people around us 
We can talk to our coworkers every day, every Monday, and, and tell them an inspiring thought or send an inspiring email. We can practice our public speaking if we have employees and getting them together every week and, and inspiring them through, through quotes or through how it makes us feel or a story in our lives where we had hardship and we need to persevere. All of us have had them. Um, and my most, you know, greatest point about him is I believe his words motivated because he believed them. He was true to them and he was, his words were true because he believed in them and that made them authentic. He understood what it was like to be each and every person he spoke to because he had empathy for them. He could relate to them. He knew what they were going through, every person. And he knew deep in, down inside every person had a humanly part of them. He was likable because he lived the same ideals he was encouraging everyone else to live. That's important. He was likable by the people he led because he was willing to live by the same ideals that everyone else around him was living by because he was encouraging it. That gave him something that was likable, a connection, a human connection. He was vulnerable because he admitted his imperfections. And lastly, he was influential, hugely influential, because it wasn't about the money and the fame. It was about doing the right thing. And in our businesses, while we try to profit, and profit and money is important, don't get me wrong, it's also important that if we grow the people around us, we have an opportunity and we are in a position to do it. Our failures we can learn from, but we can also teach those failures and help other people learn. And I'm not saying rob someone of the dignity of learning. I'm saying we can help them learn. We get to do this every day. We get to help the people around us every day at work. And those people as food entrepreneurs or as managers and leaders, they help us in return. They help us get promotions. They help our businesses grow. They help us. So in return, it's more than just paying them. It's about helping them. It's about growing. It's about growing our businesses through helping them. There are so many things that are important here. And the entrepreneurs that are going to be on this show, I guarantee you will have similar stories. They will have similar hardships to, to what everyone feels. And there will be relatable things that they have done and lessons they have learned that each and every one of us can learn. Even if you're not an entrepreneur or food entrepreneur, these are things that you can take home and apply to your life every day, I promise you. So with that being said, I'm going to end episode one with this. It's a few Martin Luther King quotes that, that motivate me, and uh, I will a little bit share how they meet me. Um, the first one is, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. I know for me, there was a period in my life where I found it hard to stand up when things were hard. Now, when I was an athlete in high school and in college and leading and hardship in a game, not a problem to lead. But when things are hard and they hit you economically and times are bad and things aren't going well at home, we often drag ourselves down in the ditches. And I myself have done it. Um, and you know, you can get depressed and you can beat yourself up in a lot of ways. But what is really important is that there are people around us that are looking up to us. There are people that are looking for us to lead as entrepreneurs, as parents, as friends, as 
managers, as leaders in our companies. And for me, I, I, I stick to and I think about we are not judged by how well we lead during the easy times. We are judged by how well we lead and motivate and persevere during times of hardship and failure and times where we don't want to get up in the morning and times where we don't want to do something. That is the hardest. How do we get through the times and lead and motivate when we don't want to? That is what's inspiring because every one of us as humans have those times in our lives. No matter how little or how much we have, those times exist for all of us. The second quote for me is, life's most most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Now, this one's a hard one because for me, I can be very selfish. I can be very self-motivated. I can be very self-centered at times. But what I get out of those things is not anything like the results or the feeling of giving to someone, helping someone grow, being available for people to talk to, being honest with them and, and having them be honest with me, having a human connection with people because I'm vulnerable or I'm, I'm honest and I tell the truth or I'm authentic. Uh, those relationships are the most rewarding. And I often find that they're the most rewarding financially as well. You know, uh, you know, some of us, it's just opening the door for every employee that as they come into our facility or opening the door for uh, an elderly person or the man or woman behind us, giving something, a little something every day. You don't know what kind of day that person is having. And if you just do something little, you never know the impact that you may have on that person without even knowing it. You may have just made their day when they needed it the most. Third quote, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. For me, this is, uh, this is a hard one as well because my mind works a thousand miles an hour. I'm always poking holes at things. I'm always chasing rabbits down rabbit holes. I'm always trying to find every which way to do something. But as I've learned, even as a leader, that I have mentors and people that advise me, uh, particularly my father, who's also a food entrepreneur, is that listening is important. And even though you argue or, or disagree sometimes where people are going or see it differently, at the end, when your leader or your manager makes a decision, you have to go with it. You have to have the faith to believe in what they're doing, and you have to be willing to fight alongside of them. Guess why? Because sometimes, as, as an athlete, as an employee, as a leader, we have to do things not because we've, we... Hmm, how do I put it? Not because we are willing to, but because we have to, and because it's the right thing to do, and leading and supporting those around us uh, are important. You know, the the thing is, is sometimes the people around us teach us the most valuable lessons, so saying yes can be just as important as saying no, and saying yes to go to the uncomfortable place, and that uncomfortability, even when we don't think they're a good leader or a good manager, teaches us very valuable things. If they're not a good leader and we don't think so, let's learn what not to do. 
by following them. But I tell you what, when everyone else sees us, we should be supporting them. They are our leaders. And those same employees that we may lead are those same people that we may manage. If we teach them to not follow their leaders, then when we become the leaders, they're not going to follow us either. I think that's important. Next quote. In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Um, This one I I wrote down, honestly, and I'm going to read exactly what I wrote down, which is, We are a band of brothers and sisters. We live and die together by the successes and failures of the companies we work for. I would much rather fail fighting alongside all of my coworkers and friends and family than succeed without them. Our actions are our words, and those words speak louder than any words verbally uttered. You know, I learned from a very young age in in school and sports and um, businesses that we are in it together. And when you succeed by yourself, there's no one to celebrate with. There's, there's no one there for you. And while you may have financial success or success, you're alone. And being alone sucks, honestly. I'm not saying not to succeed, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be celebration of those successes. It's just better when it's with your people, and it's better when you lead. And it's better and more rewarded when you motivate and grow the people around you. And, you know, the people that don't stand up and and follow and, and don't come along for the ride, you know, they get viewed as silence or, or never taking any action. You know, I, I often hear, I'm not guilty of anything. I'm guilty of no action. Well, no action is just as bad as some action. I'd rather have someone take action and fail then take no action at all because then we're in a stalemate and we never move forward. Next quote, every man must decide whether he will walk in the light of creative altruism or in the darkness of destructive selfishness. You know, Martin Luther King, I believe, gave gave his life um, to the betterment of the people and a belief that he believed in. Um, he, I mean, it's kind of amazing. I mean, standing up and, and knowing you may not succeed, but having the hope and faith that you will, that is huge. And he inspired so many people to to change the world we lived in. And for me, I relate this to food a lot. I, um, you know, I um, think that food's a way that we can give. I think people are hungry in the world. I think we do things inefficiently in the food world in the, in this country. I uh, I don't know how, but I know that through all of the food entrepreneurs I've met, they've created jobs and they've made differences in their communities and they build factories and they build uh, farms and they grow plants. And anyone who's willing to take the opportunity to, to get a good job and work they, they're giving them the opportunities. This is huge. Lastly, I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. This is why right, temporarily defeated, is stronger than evil triumphant. You know, there's a lot of businesses and, and people I've met in the food world who will lie, uh, cheat, and steal uh, to get their way 
to to profit uh, this is short term uh, in my experience and um, when you're not in business to profit morally and ethically then you are not doing what we are supposed to do as human beings and better the life of others you are taking advantage of people and whether you're taking care of your employees by taking advantage of other people you're still taking advantage of someone and I think that's important as people get into business and they want the quick dollar and they they get stressed over money we often morally and ethically go off the wrong path instead of willingness to fail we need to fail sometimes it's how we learn and in those failures can come great success if we're willing to learn from them so to end my motivational monday and martin luther king day i wish all of you a good week please lead by example motivate through your actions and inspire by your words if anyone's interested in being on the show as a food entrepreneur uh, and, and you believe you have something to add and you want to share your story, you can reach me at justin.bizarro at gmail.com. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Instagram at Justin and Food Entrepreneurs. That is where I'm located. I hope everyone has a great Monday and a great week, and thank you for listening.